It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. It's time for the eighth and final division of our 2021 virtual powwow series at fantasypoints.com. My name is Joe Dolan, and I hope everybody's enjoyed this journey over the last couple weeks, breaking down every NFL team from both a fantasy and a reality perspective with Adam Kaplan, NFL insider, and Mr. Greg Cosell, uh, executive producer of the matchup show on ESPN and verifiable legend in the film and scouting communities. It has been a great time for us just kind of being flies on the wall of this discussion, and we hope Hope everybody else enjoyed being flies on the wall of the discussion that we have every year as we prepare for the fantasy football season that's upcoming. Today's breakdown is of the AFC West. If you haven't uh, checked out every other division, we've done all eight divisions. Go back on our podcast feed. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Do you want a little bit of a background on this series? Check out uh, the NFC East podcast, which was our first one we did, where I gave you a little bit of a breakdown and a history of what we've done here. I hope everybody enjoyed this series as much as we enjoyed making it and without further ado our eighth and final division it's the afc west we are moving over to the afc west now here about halfway done more than halfway done part four of the fantasypoints.com virtual powwow here for 2021 i'm john hansen adam kaplan greg cosell graham barfield joe dolan our guy tom brawley furiously taking notes by the way because we're putting all the insight thrown out and together in this uh powwow series we're putting it into article form there and ben kukanis on the other side of that glass denver broncos and adam to you it is still weird to me that they had that chance for justin fields didn't do it yeah one with the corner lock bridgewater is very underwhelming so aaron Rodgers, in my mind I, i guess it's still in play well but officially not in play because they it's not like you've seen a report that they're going to trade for him but logically yes using logic how could you not because if you put Aaron Rodgers with this receiver group and this tight end group and their their line is much improved it Mark Schlereth our friend doesn't think it's as good as the media thinks but he is he admits it's at least in the upper half talked to stink a couple weeks ago about it I talked to him last week okay yeah so look they have a lot of offensive talent we'll see about Cortland Sutton how good he looks coming back from the injury we know Jerry Judy's way better than he showed last year Hamler was hurt. Okay. He's had hamstring problems. We always, always like Tim Patrick. So if they get Rogers, yeah, this could be a great offense, but um, the, the, let's just say for now that they're not, you kind of know what Teddy Bridgewater is, John. I mean, Greg knows what the tape looked like. I know what the Panthers saw to Teddy. They couldn't get him out of the building fast enough as a quarterback. They just didn't think he's good enough. Wow. So Greg, that's it. How much, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's a lateral move, but I personally feel like, Teddy's at least a little bit of an upgrade from Drew Locke. I mean, wrap your head around that. Uh, I would disagree about a million percent. Really? Oh. You th- wow. Oh, a million. Million. Yeah. Wow. I think Teddy Bridgewater is, and, and I think the league, John, you have to look at it this way. The league has told you what Teddy Bridgewater is. He's a backup quarterback. Well, I'm now, the guy, I'm not- by the way, some of the guys on staff last shot, Lear, were into Teddy. I'm like, Teddy stinks. So just just for the record, I've said that he stunk <laughs> for about four years. Yeah. So, so that I mean, said, we, we do not have to we do not have to interpret Teddy Bridgewater. 
this is this is not an interpretation. This is a statement of what the league believes Teddy Bridgewater is. Now, having said that, do I think Drew Locke has shown to be the guy? No, I don't. Um, but I think he's shown some flashes that if it's between the two of them, you're going to play Drew Locke. Um, now, unless Drew Locke is absolutely awful this offseason, I think Drew Locke's going to be the guy that's, that's out there. Do you, you, we, everybody knows what Teddy Bridgewater is. You do not want to put him out there as your starting quarterback. You know, I mean, that's and, a tough Greg, one. You, I, I know what Carolina thought. I'm curious when you say that, what you saw. Could just to, to update everybody, what did the tape show you? Well, I, I'm I'm also speaking to the tape, Adam. I mean, he's, no, I'm just asking. No, what I think the, he's okay. I think he's limited. Yeah, as a what passer, I yep. think that he doesn't have great pocket awareness. I think he gets sacked too much. Um, can he move a little bit? But you wouldn't call him a true second reaction player. Um, he's just has lower level traits for a st- You know. I think pretty much everybody would tell you he's a low end starter and, and ideally a backup quarterback. That's what Teddy Bridgewater is. The way I look at it is, and again, I, no offense to Teddy. I pretty much have said he stunk for about six years. Um, You know, I'm a Vikings fan. So, you know, I'm always a little bit more in tune. Um, That said, again, Jerry Judy playing with Drew Locke couldn't catch a cold. Meanwhile, over in Carolina, Robbie Anderson's out there hauling in a hundred balls. With, with yeah, Teddy. but again, they're yeah, like you're talking about fantasy, John, and I know yeah. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not. They, really they would t- Carolina would tell you, John, that a lot of them. Be, why the, the reason why Robbie Anderson did not have a high average per catch? It's because Teddy will not drive the ball downfield. He just it could be lit. You could be standing forty yards downfield with no one covering you, and he won't throw it. That's but they used the him on those shallow crossers and the like, and DJ Moore average 18 yards Okay, that's fine. But they're not going to drive the ball downfield. It's a check down. Teddy Bridgewater's yeah, a check down. John, you're talking fantasy, and, and that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. We're not talking about the quality of the players. Yeah. I think, I think at the end of the day, maybe we could ask you this. We know they both bring negatives to the equation. It sounds like you believe that at least with Drew Locke's physical abilities – and his talent and upside, you'd rather take a shot there. That's his mistakes and deficiencies are in your mind, maybe less harmful than Teddy's flaws. What you have to try to figure out with Drew Locke is what causes the mistakes, because he also makes some big time throws because he's capable of that. So you have to figure out, will he ever stop making the mistakes? I mean, I had a great conversation this weekend with someone about Sam Donald and uh, again, we're not talking Sam Donald now, but it relates to Drew Locke, who said to me, Sam Donald threw interceptions in high school. Sam Donald threw interceptions in college. Sam Donald throws interceptions in the NFL. Is that likely to change now? And this person right. believed no. And it's a person who knows. So yeah. so you have to decide with Drew Locke. Is Drew Locke a guy that is always going to do this? Or can this be coached out of him? Um, and I can't answer. None of us can answer that. Yeah. We're not there but he's clearly a superior talent to Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Adam, I blame the organization. We shouldn't even be having this conversation. It should have been Justin Fields, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I agree. Well, he's not I, there. Yeah. Right but no. But what – I know what you're saying, John. They obviously must – I'm with you. It, they can't be serious with these two quarterbacks. Right. They just, they just can't. Um, right. I, I know enough about both talking yeah. to people, you know, as I do, coaches and front office people. 
especially since they just got Kyle Fuller. Yeah. I would bet. I would bet that there are people in the know who can't stand Drew Locke. I guarantee that that's the case. Yeah. It's um, he's a he's a I'm gift, one of them. He's a he's a gifted quarterback. You know, I, John, as you and I, you, you won that argument. One of the few that you won last year against me. You won. <laughs> I was apologist for Locke, and I had enough. I saw enough of him to be like, all right. As Greg said, though, before we move on to Kansas City, the talent is there. Why he makes these inexplicable mistakes is beyond me. I have no idea. And the, the problem is there are too many of them. And that's – now, we didn't mention – we went to talk about Javante Williams. I, I, I don't know this. No one's told me this. I think Williams will wind up taking the job. I just have a gut feeling. Yeah. Taking the yeah. job from who? From Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon at some point this season. Oh, oh right, right. Oh, so do I. Oh, so I don't think that's a question. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I can't tell you it's going to be week one, five, or eight, but I, I believe he'll take the job. And when he does, I mean, does he relegate Melvin perhaps early on to passing down work? Yeah, I don't. That I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, again, probably Javante Williams is not a great receiver at this point okay. in his career. All right, so so maybe so, Gordon has that role, you know? Yeah, and that Graham, that's that is critical. It can be very prohibitive if you're an early down back not getting yeah. any catches here. I mean, that could be a real problem. Yeah. So, Greg, you didn't you didn't like – I mean, I know it was only 25 catches, but you didn't think Javante – you think Javante still has some work to do in that? I think he area? does. He does, yes. I think okay. his hands were not terrible. He didn't have stone <clears throat> hands, but I think that he was not an easy catcher of the football. Yeah. There were a few routes he ran where he got open real quick against some linebackers. But Well, yeah, they, he, they ran a ton of – which they did with Michael Carter too, which is yeah. built into their offense where they just run those little quick screens out to one side mm-hmm. and the right. wide receivers block. I mean, it's a design play, right. but he does not have great hands. Right. Yeah. He, he caught it. He had a couple of nice little check downs where, you know, the speed, the juice and all that, but Melvin might have that edge there. Um, back to Judy and the passing game real quick. I mean, Greg, the, what you saw from Judy, too many drops, way too yeah. many. But, had, but got in have, his head. I, it, but it wasn't an issue to me at Alabama. But he I was going to ask you. Okay. Exactly. And, but you could yeah. see the route running. I mean, the guy's a great route runner. When you pop in the film, like, uh, did you call him Seven Eleven? Always open, Jerry Judy. Cause it feels like he's always open. No, he was. He, he he's a really good route runner. He knows how to get open. He's got great route quickness, great separation quickness, but way too many drops on easy, easy throws, and that has to be cleaned up, or that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Greg, Greg, I read a quote this morning, actually, from Judy, and he said one of the things he's been working on this offseason is timing. And he thinks some of the drops he had were timing based, like where he just wasn't in the right spot at the right time. And that could also, you know, obviously be a quarterback problem. But is that is that something that you saw or uh, that's hard for me to know? I mean, okay. you know, when, the, when a, the ball hits the guy right in the hands. Yeah. You know, it's hard to you know, I, I can't speak to the timing, Graham, but I mean, he had way too many really routine easy drops um you know he probably would have had 10 12 more catches for meaningful yards and then people would have said he had a great rookie year given the quarterback situation but without you know without those plays his numbers well they weren't terrible they weren't I think what was expected I love Noah Fant last summer you know pretty good call but underwhelming Greg uh, do you view Noah Fant as a you know a complete player or no. is he a little limited here? Straight line. He's a straight line like guy. He can run. Um, you can move him around. You can flex him out. He can run. That's what he is. Yeah. Nice player though, right? You can line him up outside like Julius Thomas back in the day, right? Oh, he, and he can run. 
You know, it's funny. I just looked up Judy's stats, and he had 52 catches for 16.5, obviously only three touchdowns. But, I mean, he would have had over 60 catches easy, which would have been a really good rookie year given the quarterback situation if he didn't have those drops. Yeah. And then, Adam, again, back to Sutton. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to think of Cortland Sutton. I mean, we're yeah, I just don't know. The, I don't know because he, had, he, if I recall correctly, it was worse than an ACL. It was really a bad injury. Yeah. So we have to, we don't, because we're in June and I, I'm, I don't know how he's doing yet. I, again, in June, we need to see him in training camp to have any idea of, of the kind of progress he's making. I'll, I'll have something for you guys privately on this. I'm not going to put it out on here. I'll let you know, but um, they are loaded with pass targets. Just leave it at that. The, the, this offense with really good quarterback play could be, absolutely top 10 easy with this with this kj hamler is a frustrating one too like what's that kj hamler's frustrating well he's he's got he had hamstring problems in college this is nothing new for him he had hamstring issues last year but if judy catches the ball if tim patrick is a good solid backup receiver could start sutton we just don't know where he is um fant needs to be more consistent from game to game there's a lot of upset albert o albert o's there i mean come on there's a lot lot graham hey graham uh KJ Hamler interest you at all with like pick two twenty seven in best ball? Yeah, it's just comes it comes back to the fact that Teddy doesn't push the ball downfield. Right. That's what we need Hamler I'm to thinking do. Thinking Rogers though, imagine that yeah. value if they yeah. made a deal. Shockingly, or Jordan Love. I mean, Jared Judy, John. If they get Rogers, Jared Judy is going to catch hundred balls. I mean, that's that'd be amazing. But that yeah. would be amazing. That yeah. would be absurd, Adam. Is it possible if Rogers stays in Green Bay that Denver calls about Jordan Love? I, I I've again, we're in. I have no idea. It's you're just thinking, throwing. Yeah, but now we're just. Uh, I have no idea. Well, because Greg, is it fair to say that Jordan Love at this point, who'd you rather have as your quarterback of the future, Drew Locke or Jordan Love? Even if but Love costs you, I don't. John, I, you know, we're not really going to discuss that. Are I have we? no idea. Yeah. Right. Come on, right. Jordan Love hasn't taken a snap in the NFL. I, and I view that as a positive because you know what I've seen Drew Locke and my my I don't think anybody I don't think anybody views it as a positive in the coaching world when a guy has not taken a snap in the NFL. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty big negative when you have, and the tape you put out there is brutal. But let's move on to KC. You know, I go right back to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and uh, Grandma actually go to you. We were not. All of us, but I certainly signed off on him as a number one fantasy pick. People were taking him in the top five, and now all of a sudden he's a third round pick. So I, I'm definitely kind of looking at Clyde Edwards Alaire as a buying opportunity this year. Yeah, and you know, they obviously didn't do anything really with their backfield. It'll be Drell Williams. They obviously they signed Jarek McKinnon, but I think that's more of just like a depth thing. Um, you know, the biggest thing with Edwards Alaire, well, two big things is one, his target share. Um, you know, it's kind of I, I wouldn't say it was like necessarily disappointing to see him not be super featured. I mean, he, he still caught balls, but I mean, uneven. Had, yeah, it was 12, 13% target share. You'd like to see that higher. And, and then the touchdowns. I mean, he, you know, he had like six or seven carries in their first game where he got stuffed at the goal line. He just, those yeah. carries had no chance. And then after that, they kind of just went away from him. Um, you know, I, I think, I think we kind of got, you know, the Edwards Alaire hype got too high. I mean, there was a point where he was a third round pick before Damian Williams opted out last year. And I was like buying that every single time. Hmm. And then, you know, he crept into the early second round. I mean, 
let's not forget. I mean, Edwards Alaire still averaged nearly 85 scrimmage yards per game. That was, I mean, that's fine. You know, he was behind Robinson and Taylor, but in the grand scheme of things, his rookie year really wasn't that big of a disappointment. Was it a disappointment for the hype? Absolutely. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I think Edwards Alaire is, is a pretty good buy in the third round right now. Joe, do you agree? Um, I think he's one of the last really good running backs oh. available in the third round, him and Miles Sanders. Oh, John, I mean, I absolutely agree, and I'm prepared to get yelled at the, yelled at it for it. Like, oh, bro, bro, you pushed him last year, and, you know, and now it's also permeated into the Najee Harris discussion. Like, I really like Najee Harris for fantasy this year, and everybody's like, whoa. Imagine like, imagine bro. any lazier analysis. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, like the most lazy analysis yeah, of all it's, time. it's like, so, yeah, I mean, John, we – Look, Graham, Graham just brought it up. It wasn't as bad as people think it was. I mean, he had he had exactly 1,100 yards from scrimmage in 13 games. That's not bad. But, I mean, was it a miss for us? Absolutely. As a third-round pick, I'm buying Edwards Alaire every time. I, I mean, I, you know, Daryl Williams is, is a solid guy, but he's a guy. Um, less competition, less competition. This I, year. I would not – I would not – by the way, they also brought in Le'Veon Bell. So they, there was also that that era that, that it didn't work, but there was also the time when they were like they were trying to force Le'Veon Bell into the equation. And I just don't think that's gonna happen this year, John. I don't um I don't think they're going to go dumpster diving and sign Adrian Peterson or Todd Gurley. I, I don't think that's gonna happen this year. I'm in on Edwards Alaire as a third round pick. I think he's got significant more upside than he showed last year. And look, it's an Andy Reid running back. You got to give the guy time. It was a it was a tough uh, situation, you know, coming in from the pandemic. I mean, it, he's really gifted this kid. And when Andy Reid signs off on a running back, it's Andy's call, really. In the end, let's let's face it. I believe in the player. I think he's gonna be fine. I I just he wouldn't have bust at all. It just wasn't as good as we thought he would be. I think he'll be fine. I really do. I I believe in a player too. But Greg, um, I I did have concerns, kind of to Joe's point and Graham's. You know, maybe they didn't trust him, and maybe that's a function of the rookie year and pass pro. He's not a big man, but the short yardage goal line stuff, that that does concern me. But yeah. uh, your thoughts on what you saw out of Edwards Alaire last year based on everything we've said? My thoughts are they're a passing team. And Edwards right. Alaire is, is a back on a passing team. And he'll have a couple of games where he has a lot of carries. And other than that, they're going to throw the ball. And he might have really good, you know, yards per carry numbers, but he's not going to get 280 carries. And he'll probably be more of a factor in the pass game. And uh, and they're going to toss the ball over the yard like they do, because that's what they are. And John, and that was the disappointment last year, though, his catching only 36 passes, because, right. you know, I don't I don't think we projected Edwards Alaire to be good for fantasy because we expected him to get 280 carries. That That was never in the range of outcomes but just 36 catches and only one touchdown receiving was a disappointment. And that goes to, you know, get Graham's point that Daryl Williams played a lot on third downs. And, <laughs> you know, we, we drafted Edwards Alaire aggressively last year because of the way he caught the ball in college. And, you know, I, you know, just, just so Greg understands the context here, Scott's done research that a, a target for a running back in fantasy is worth nearly three times as much as a carry is worth. We want, are running backs to catch the ball. So um, I, Edwards Alaire catching only 36 passes, that was a disappointment to me. That's where that's where the disappointment I mean, I think Edwards Alaire might catch more than 36, but I don't believe in this offense he's going to catch 80. Yeah. But on another team, Greg, he'd probably be in a true, like, dual backfield. At least on this passing team, he could be their main guy. Well, he'll be their primary back, but – 
it's it's a passing team. Uh, you know, the run game is a week-to-week deal with Andy Reid. It's not a foundation the way you think of teams that really line up and run the ball. Yeah. So, you know, Edwards Alaire is a tough guy to project because you don't know on a week-to-week basis. Well, well, I would yeah. say this, though, John. After you get past Hill and Kelsey, who's going to catch the football? Well, that's the point, too. Hardman has not – it's been a disappointment. Let's call it like it is. He's been a yeah, disappointment. Totally. I'm, I'm stunned that they didn't they – didn't, uh, I know – I know Greg could talk about Cornell Powell. Now he was a fifth round pick. You can't I like expect, him. Right. I but like, you can't expect he's a fifth round pick. I like him early. a lot. I, right. I, I mean, Hardman, you know, I don't know what they thought when they were, when they drafted Hardman because Hardman, when he was drafted, I don't think many saw him as a second round pick. I think people saw him as an Andy Reid pick because he, the kid can run and he can be used a certain way in the context of what Andy Reid likes to do. Um, are you suggesting he's a disappointment, Adam, because he's not a volume player? No, they just wanted him to step up and be more of a factor last season. And I, I can't. Instead but of he being plays spread, behind Tyreek, like he doesn't. I, I don't even know. I, now, now I will tell you of what Tyreek does. Right, but I will tell you. I think part of why they drafted him in nineteen was because of Tyreek Hill's <clears> off the field situation. Exactly. Um, and I think maybe as Greg said. Maybe it was a little bit early for him. Now, I could tell you the Jets were going to draft uh, Hardman. Uh, that was someone the Jets really liked him in 19. That was a guy that they really were focusing on. It just didn't work out. They, they were working on Trey with another team. So who knows? But the, uh, here's the thing for all, the, uh, all this talk. There, there are plenty of pass targets open here. You can't throw the Tyreek Hill and Jason Kelsey every down. Someone else is going to have to catch football there. Yeah, Travis. Um, God forbid one of those guys gets hurt. Yeah. Now, now you're really thin. Yeah. at uh receiver no, here. And- pal there's an opportunity you know there's, yeah. there's an opportunity for somebody there. i mean the chiefs tell you what they think of me hardman by the way they use him when sammy watkins missed eight games last year it was demarcus robinson and byron pringle playing over me Hardman. Yep, not good they, they're telling you exactly right. how they think about me i good. think he's a specific kind of player and they probably knew that i'm sure they want more out of him but i think they know what he is i i, I wonder if they kind of just learned that like last year i i think because i talked to andy reed about him uh in 2019 he seemed you know fairly high on his rookie season i think adam they were just underwhelmed by this year like he just didn't really step up but uh i actually think uh he's got a chance to manufacture some touches because i'm a little underwhelmed by demarcus robinson as well but demarcus robinson they see him as a special teamer and a fourth receiver only so you know a sizable guy right um he's got some size red zone cornell powell will probably back him up Anything on the defense stand out to anyone? You had Mike Hughes, uh, Ward is is back here. I mean, Sneed, you know, the, those three corners are there. I mean, they're, they're kind of stabilized from last year. Does anyone have any questions on the KC defense or else we'll move on? And no, we'll sir. move on to the Raiders. And, well, Adam, is John Gruden, is this whole regime, are they – uh, are they kind of running out of time here? I mean, no, John okay. Gruden has a 10 year deal. <laughs> I know, I know, but what are we he's in? Been underwhelmed. I know, but I know what you're talking about. This is, this is 18, 19, 20. This is year four for Gruden. He's, he's underwhelmed. The team is underwhelmed. They haven't drafted very well. You and I have talked about this ad nauseum on our show on, on, uh, on channel 87. It's just, uh, you know, offensively though, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm probably more bullish on them a little bit more than most people. I'm not talking about the running game. I just, I know that Ruggs underwhelmed. I know Edwards underwhelmed. They're 
Edwards was hurt for for uh, and he was he was also coming off surgery last year after he was uh, before he was drafted. He's totally healthy. John Brown could still run. We know he's got a knee injury. I mean, knee problems in his career. There's talent here at the receiver group. They just got to put it together. And we know that Waller's Waller's an un- incredible football player. So, and Carr Carr, they think this is the best year of his. This past year, they thought he was tremendous. Okay. Greg, what'd you think of uh, Ruggs and, and the tape? I, I'd like to see a few more, you know, high percentage passes thrown to him. I mean, his average depth of target was like 17 yards, which is like, you know, one of the largest numbers, you know, in the league. I, I thought maybe we'd use him a little bit more, trying to get him the ball, run after the catch. And Routes all that, have but... to be better. I can tell you his route running needs to be, be yeah. better. What were your impressions watching Henry Ruggs? Did you have anything, positive or negative? Well, I think we got to be careful about rookie receivers. The guy can run. Um, I think that he, he he needs more work as a receiver. Um, and I think that this will be an interesting year. A lot of receivers make big jumps from year one to year two. Um, he's obviously a starter. Um, I would assume, you know, who's going to start opposite him? Is you think it's going to be Brown or Edwards? It should be Brian Edwards and Brown. And I see Brown has played X and Z, I was told, in his career. Last year he played X. Because Diggs is the Z for the Bills, right. so he can do either. My sense is it's going to be Brown and Ruggs on the other side, and I don't know how they're going to split that up. And Edwards is their X because he was drafted to take Edwards just drafted to take Tyrell Williams's job, in which he's essentially supposed to, going to do this season. Right. So that's kind of the way that I. They I mean, both it. their rookie receivers, John Ruggs and Edwards, they they fought through injuries last year. Yep. They fought through just becoming NFL players. I mean, I think this is a big year for both those guys. Big I think year. we kn- we know. I think the big question with Ruggs is, for from a fantasy perspective, is whether he's a volume player or more of a better Will Fuller. Do you know what I'm saying? That's a great yeah. point. But although with Will Fuller without the touchdowns, uh, yeah, you know what? I think Greg's right. I think uh, Ruggs is a 40 to 50 catch a year guy with explosive traits. Edwards is your physical. He could run for a size X. Your Brown is got these knee problems in his thirties now. And they love Zay Jones, by the way, Zay Jones is a, he'll back up a bunch of plays, but he, he doesn't play a lot. And you know, Hunter Renfro is their, their slot. That's kind of where it is right now. In June. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you don't yeah. want to underrate Smokey Brown at all. But... Yeah. But to me, Ruggs is, is sort of the wild card here. I mean, he was a high pick. Yeah. Um, now, obviously you, the goal offensively is explosive plays and touchdowns. And that's why Ruggs was a high pick because theoretically that's what he can do. But I, I think there's a question. They may have the question too. You know, they're with him every day. We're not as to whether he's a volume guy or not. He may be, Adam could be right. He may be a 50 catch 850 yard guy with eight touchdowns. And that might be what he is. And I mean, that might not be bad, but that's not. Well, probably what... Question for Greg, because you've told us Carr doesn't always let it loose. So to speak, was it better in that area last year? Or was it still a problem? Um, I think it was a little better. I think it depends on how it's defined for him. Um, you know, don't forget, uh, Darren Waller gives you a lot of definition. You know, yeah. one of the things that really helps is when you have a tight end who can split outside the formation. I've talked to coaches about this. It really helps to find things for the quarterback because of how the defense has to react. And I think that that helps Carr feel more comfortable in turning it loose. I think uh, in addition to rugs, I think Edwards is is a little bit of a, uh, a key as well um get some size red zone things like that um only 11 catches greg uh he actually did average 17 yards a catch i mean i think edwards here let me throw this out okay 
this will be, I guess, my bold, controversial comment for the day. That's the way it'll be seen. <laughs> you know, that's the way people will see it. I ultimately think Edwards, and I think their body types are different, and their traits are are a little bit different. But I think that Brian Edwards is really not that different, you know, just skill set wise from, let's say, Justin Jefferson. Wow. And, and again, Justin Jefferson obviously put up huge numbers last year. But I mean, I go back to Edwards tape. He was a four year starter in the SEC. His tape was really good. Um, he's just not explosive in the way you think explosive. Of course, no one thought Jefferson was really explosive either in the sure. way that he played last year. So, again, having said that, I don't mean he's going to catch, you know, 80 balls for 1400 yards. But I think if he's totally healthy, that he could be much more of a volume target than Ruggs. Probably a lot of contested catches because that that would be the one thing separation. I'm not sure about with with Edwards, but um, but he's a certainly. physical dude. He's a he very physical dude. Yep. And then, then Adam in the backfield. Where are we with Josh Jacobs? What is Josh? Well, Jacobs? I mean, it's not a good sign. You cannot believe this Kendrick Drake contract. I, I I don't think I've seen a backup running back contract like this in ten years. They they simply cannot get out of it until after he plays two seasons. Kendrick Drake. Wow. It's a bad. It's it's. I'm not saying like he's going to be the starter. No, no, I'm not saying that. But he's going to, you, to justify the contract. He's going to have to play Kenny Drake, and he's going to have to play a lot. Um, he got 11 million guaranteed at signing, which is ridiculous. I, I uh, year well, the, the the problem is year one. They're paying him a lot in year one, and there's a little bit of guaranteed money in year two. So I, I don't. Yeah, five and a half million is fully guaranteed in year two. They're not walking away from it until after 22. So, Johnny's going to have to play a lot to justify it. That's just the way it is. I mean, they're going to use him at receiver, I think, at times. Maybe, and... but but it doesn't bode well for it, – it, what it tells you is there's a lack of trust in Jacobs. They could say whatever they want, but they love Jacobs. You're not giving Kenny Drake this kind of money if you have confidence in uh, Jacobs. No way. I mean, Jacobs is 5'10", 220, Greg. Certainly sizable enough to, you know, be a true one. And he's looked good at times. He just He's just up and down. What are your overall impressions of – of Jacobs through, through two years. Should he, well, be... I really like his talent. I, you know, again, it's, it's, that's hard to know. I mean, I can only speak to his talent, you know, obviously um, they know him better than, than we do. Um, it seems like he gets nicked a lot, but he's a very hard runner. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe that's the reason, but I, I don't think anybody could sit here and say that Josh Jacobs doesn't have a lot of talent as a running back and he can catch the football. So I, I, you know, I can't speak to that. I mean, well, we, we, John, we can argue. Um, we can argue all about. First and foremost, I think Jacobs' usage in the passing game has been apocalyptically bad. For just us. brutal, right? I, yeah. I mean, and but I, I go to the stat. I'm going to step on Graham's toes here, and Graham, I sincerely apologize for this. But uh, guys, they they Graham talked about how the Chiefs have told you how they feel about Michael Hardman. The Raiders, Josh Jacobs, who was a very good receiver in college, Greg, you, you said on tape, he yeah. catches the ball well. Graham, Graham found this out this offseason, and it is one of the most staggering numbers I have ever heard. Josh Jacobs in his career has one target on third down. Oh, and, and, and here's it's, the other thing, John. How long have you, you, you and I have talked about Jalen Richard and his misuse with under Gruden? I mean, if we're down 20 – with four minutes. Yeah, right, ball, right. He's the, he's the hurry up back. It's, it's a joke. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's lack of you. And it's that's, that's that lack of creativity from Gruden surprises me because I know how well 
people work with Gruden have talked about him. That that's the part about yep. Gruden where and he's actually admitted that that they were remember, John, I told you last year they wanted to get Jacobs involved in the pass game. They wound up not doing it. Well, that's oh, on yeah. Gruden. Gotta do a better job. I John Gruden is maybe one of the most frustrating coaches I've I've seen just following the NFL for now for the last eight and nine years, like I do. I mean, he he does things like sign Nelson Aguilar to a, a league minimum deal and turns him into a great downfield threat. Darren Waller, I mean, very few coaches can convert a receiver into a tight end and make him into the playmaker that Darren Waller is. And then he does these boneheaded things like doesn't use Josh Jacobs on pass, passing downs, gives Kenyon Drake all that money like Adam was talking about. I mean, at the end of the day, like I, I, this is not an indictment on Josh Jacobs' talent whatsoever, but I do not want him on any teams. This guy, he has been so touchdown and game script dependent. Uh, 17 of Jacob's 19 career touchdowns have come in wins. Now we've, you know, we're going to add in Kenyon Drake, oh, who's going to play on passing downs. So if yeah. they're behind, it's over. If yeah, they're if they're by- behind, if the, well, the, yep. if they're behind, it was already over. And now you right. add in Kenyon Drake. Right. And right. I, I just don't, I don't see a pathway where Jacobs can really beat his ADP. Let, let me I still think he's overvalued. All right, Graham, with that information, would you, is he a third fantasy back, Jacobs, or a second? third he's a third yeah and he's not be dra- he's not being drafted as that he's still going in the third and fourth yeah, round oh my god this is this is it i'll tell you what this is an interesting nugget i didn't know this stuff about i mean round. you're giving me the choice between robert woods or josh jacobs john i'm taking robert woods 100 times out of 100 i don't and, think based on this information i don't think i'd take him the seventh round jacob well no, i mean it's a drake. probably would it's a there's a there's a price for everything but i mean right we'll have this discussion but like mike davis man he's not going to come off the field and he's on a better, well, not maybe a better offense, but a better offense for fantasy. Yeah. Um, I might rather have Mike Davis than Josh Shiggers. There you go. Um, Greg, what was your opinion on Alex Leatherwood? Did you see his tape? Oh, of course I did. Okay. What do you think? I like Alex Leatherwood. I mean, I think he has some uh, work to do in, in some technique issues. Um, but ultimately, I thought that he was a guy who could play left tackle. I know he played guard uh, in his sophomore season, I believe. Um, but I, I like this tape. Look, I think he's got size. He's got mass. He's got more than functional movement. I think he needs some development. I wouldn't call him a high level athlete for the left tackle position. I wouldn't say he's elite, but I think he can line up and play a left tackle. Um, you know, I think he needs some, some work, some coaching work, you know, and I'm not an offensive line guru by any means, but I think that he needs to better coordinate his feet and his hands and pass pro. But I believe that can be coached. Um, the guy he re- kind of reminded me of, uh, he kind of reminded me of Dwayne Brown in terms of size and measurables. Former Texan. And yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good left tackle, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Because I said, you know, because a lot of people saw him as a guard. I yeah. ended my, my evaluation uh, by saying he has much to work with at offensive tackle, and I believe he will be drafted to play outside in the NFL. And he was drafted to play outside in the He's NFL. He's going to play right tackle, isn't he? Is he going to play right tackle? Yeah, I assume yeah. he was. Colton yeah, Miller's yeah, right Colton tackle. Miller's. Right yeah, he's going to play right tackle. Yes. Yeah. 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 Finally, the Chargers. Uh, I got to tell you, Adam, I'll start with you. We all know Herbert was great last year. I'm. I like the receiving core overall. A lot of depth, but I'm. I'm pretty impressed with the uh, O line. No, well, they addressed it. Yeah, I mean, they they uh, Matt Filer is a serviceable guard. He's a nice dude. Lindsley, the Cardinals made him a big offer, and. Um, he chose the Chargers, so 
and Rashawn Slater. I think uh, did I read that right? They're going to play him at left tackle. They're going to play him yeah. at left tackle. I yeah. saw no, that, yeah, that's John. Uh, we'll see if it works out because I know there's some teams that absolutely did not think he could be a left tackle at this level. They don't really have another one right now. So. Yeah, I, and Pimpkins right. obviously is not. Yeah, he's going to play gonna, there unless right. he totally can't. Right, right. So, but you're you're right, John. They've upgraded it. It cooks their tight end. That was an interesting signing. Greg's guy, Josh Palmer. I'm, I'm interested to see if he can get on the I field. I like this him season. a lot. Yeah. By the way, Mike Williams is on his fifth year option. He is, if they don't sign him to an extension, that kind of tells you where, where his career goes. It won't be back. That's I think Josh means. Palmer, Greg could be starting here in like next year. Could be. Yep. I really like him. I also think that a very intriguing pick, which they obviously thought so too, is Trey McKitty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Yeah, I don't know much. Jamie Kitty hardly caught any balls at Georgia this year after transferring from Florida State, but he is big and athletic. And he was drafted because of what he can become, not what he did in college. But you're dealing with a big athletic kid. He's a good blocker because Georgia runs the football. And he he's like I said, he I think he has receiving traits to be really developed. I think he was to me, he was one of the most fascinating picks in the draft because his college production would not lead you to believe at all that he would be a third round pick, but you mm. got to watch him play. Yeah. They got a ton of size of receiver here, man. Ton of yep. size. And you know, last year, guys like Jalen Guyton, Johnson, they, they had moments because they of her. did, you know, by the way, there's a lot of these new tests that are out now, you know, that, that measure quote unquote brain activity. There's a, something called athletic uh, AIQ, athletic intelligence quotient. There's something called sports sense. I've been talking to a lot of people about this stuff because I'm trying to learn. And apparently Herbert scores off the charts on every single test. Hmm. Yeah, no, real, real brilliant. I took that brain activity one. I'm still waiting for the results. It didn't, <laughs> nothing registered, you know, like, yeah. like, like nothing. I did any of you guys ever take the Wonderlick test? No, no, I did. I did a number of years ago. I was really disappointed. I got two wrong. I got 48 out of 50. Uh, oh, oh damn. Um, Greg, let, I want to talk about Herbert and his rookie season because, like, I mean, and, and I mean, obviously, I'm not in any way calling you out here, but I don't think you anticipated he would play like this in his no. season. And, and it's funny because I spoke, I was speaking to a GM that was at um, the event that I was at this weekend, and we were talking about Herbert, and he said the same thing. He said his college tape would not lead you to believe he'd play like that. And then he was telling me because he gets to, you know, do all the stuff that I can't do, interview him, do all these tests that I spoke about. And he said that he's such an amazing kid in every single way. And he's so freaking smart, but his tape, you know, left some, some things that led you to believe he needed work. And that, that was absolutely true. So it's not, I'm not the only one who thought that, you know, his tape, you just had to put the tape on. Adam knows this. He's talked to people. Um, and those issues did not really show up this past year, Joe. So whether it's coaching, whether it's just normal development, whether it's the kid being really smart and just understanding, you know, I can't speak to John, why. Yeah. The, the but, see and throw at quarterbacks, coaches in the NFL have an issue with it. You know, well, and that's what he was in college. Right. That's why I brought it up. And I, 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 I told you that story, John. I think I, Greg was, was on the air or whatever. I know Greg, I, Greg knows the story. I was sitting with a, co- a college football coach at uh, the senior, senior bowl last ball. year. Yeah. You've told me this. Yeah. And, and he's like, how, I don't see how this guy's going to make it. He, he just waits, he waits, he waits. Dak Prescott does the same thing. It gets away with it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not for everybody, but as Greg said, he, he processes well enough. I'll be interested to see how year two does it, especially with Joe Lombardi, John, that's going to be fun. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I mean, you can make up for a lot of that with arm strength, which he has. Um, but yes. you know, he did not run nearly as much. No. So well, I don't he, know, Greg, down the stretch. I don't think he's one of those guys per se, like, oh, now there's tape on him, you know? Oh, right, right, right. right. I'm not exactly feeling that. I, I am. Well, obviously he's going to be in a different offense. because That's what I'm new, concerned about. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, Adam, you, you know, again, Lombardi, I watched his press conference from yesterday, trying to pick up, get some cues. Didn't really get much. Um What's the word on the street on Joe Lombardi, though? Is this the right man for the job? Yeah, look, John, I've outlined this. It, it He had a rough go uh, without going into too much detail. Um, there's a reason why they didn't bring him back in Detroit. They didn't get what they thought they were going to get from Joe Lombardi. I think he got humbled by it. And this is probably going to be his last chance. Uh, they did. I know the Chargers did their homework on him. This is they, they and obviously Brandon Staley was his choice. They want to bring a lot of what New Orleans has done in the past. And maybe, maybe Lombardi got the job before he was ready with the lions, but he's more than ready now. And he's coached quarterbacks. He's called plays before with Detroit. I expect him. I, and you and I've talked about this. We expect Eckler to be heavily involved as he normally would be in the past game is that New Orleans backs gets involved in it. Question is who else do they use in the backfield? Joe? You know, I'd be really interested to see, and I'm just, I don't know this. So don't please don't take it as if I know, because yeah. I don't, I think just as a kind of a professional grinding runner that Larry Roundtree, the rookie from Missouri, is a very intriguing guy. I saw him in a way that's very similar to Zach Moss. And Zach Moss was the right. third round pick. You right. know, I knew Roundtree wasn't going to be a high pick because he's not an explosive, dynamic runner, but he's a professional runner. And I'll be very interested to see if he gets carries. I mean, okay. it's a new stat, but they want they need that guy opposite. Right. They don't have a they don't have a reliable number two, John. Yeah. yeah, because Eckler is, I, I like Eckler a lot, out. as we all do, yeah. but I don't think he's, you know, you're not giving him the ball 250 times. Right, he's not a volume back. They run. Uh, John, yeah. uh, I really like Justin Jackson stylistically, <clears throat> but he, he, he gets hurt a lot. Um, I'm kind of with Greg, though. You know, Josh Kelly, they drafted him as a grinder last year, and he wasn't good. I, mean, I don't think he's as good a runner as Roundtree. Right. And the problem okay. with Justin Jackson is even though that's what he is stylistically, he's he's less than 200 pounds. He can't handle that. He's more of a slasher to me. Yeah, and I'm with is. Greg here, John. This is when you, when you were doing the, the Chargers projections, you said, who should be second on this team in carries? And I, I told you, I think it's going to be Roundtree because I yeah. think the new staff drafted him essentially to take Kelly's role. Well, the biggest, the biggest question, that. the yeah. biggest question we have right now for Eckler is, are they going to let him score touchdowns? Because he, I mean, he's going to be awesome in between the twenties. Are um, they going to let him? Yeah, because they they did <laughs> yeah they did not let him you know run. He's never had more than 10. three rushing, as yeah. you know, Graham. Oh, so Caesar. they would take him out. You're saying they would take him yeah. out? Yeah, yeah. They took. I mean, they took him out for Kelly and Balash. Freaking oh, yeah, Balash. Balash. That's why Balash. <laughs> had, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Here I said, well, it's funny, going to Roundtree, I said there was not much mystery to what Roundtree is. Decisive, downhill, physical, determined, competitive with laterally quick, energetic feet in confined space. There was always a place in the NFL for those kinds of backs, and their role is more often than not part of a two-back system, much in the same way Zach Moss fits with the Bills. Yep, there it is. And uh, with that, uh, I think we could probably wrap here. We've covered McKitty. We've talked a little Josh Palmer. Good size, all that. Slater, left tackle. Defensively, not bad, not bad. Well, and people are expecting they'll be better defensively because of Brandon Staley. 
Yeah, and, and Derwin, uh, Derwin guy, James back yeah, too. Guy named Derwin James is coming back. He's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And they play I mean, Samuel. Yeah. Staley's yeah. a big believer in quarters coverage, plays a lot of split safety. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see Asante Samuel in this system. A lot of people love him. He's looks like he's going to play outside. Um, oh, you know, okay. I mean, I'm just, that's what it looks like. He's going to play. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just like his dad. And uh, that'll wrap it up here. Uh, there you go. All 32 teams covered here in the fantasypoints.com virtual powwow. We will have other powwows off the record. That's when we just drop F-bombs and really talk a lot of crap on people, but we don't do that on camera. But um, that's, a, <laughs> a, you know, an inter-office kind of a situation here. But uh, let's wrap it up here. I know Greg's probably hungry. I, I think I'm pretty sure I heard his stomach growling. So we'll, uh, and I know it was probably mine as well because I haven't eaten yet today. So for Adam Kaplan and Greg Cosell and Graham Barfield and Joe Dolan, I'm John Hansen. Thanks for tuning in here. Check out the previous three if you've missed them. And of course, check out the promo code earlybirdmiss 21 for 10% off your fantasypoints.com subscription. So we'll talk to you next time at fantasypoints.com. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at fantasypoints.com. Yeah.